Amen. God is good. Amen. Amen. Well, let's get ready to be determined tonight. Look at that right there. I am. Say this with me. I am determined. To do what? Well, we're going to figure that out tonight. Amen. I am determined. How many remember that song? I have decided to follow Jesus. We should change those words to I am determined to follow Jesus because it's more than a decision. How many have gotten to the understanding that serving God is more than just a decision? It takes determination. It takes willpower. It takes self-control. It takes discipline. It takes love. It takes faithfulness. It takes prayer. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. Amen. How many got all that tonight? Get your Bibles open to the book of Genesis. First book of the Bible, chapter 32, and then we're going to read something in the New Testament tonight as well. I want to give glory to God for providing in the last couple weeks. You guys have been so faithful with your giving, and we've been able to get my mic back, amen. We've been able to buy two more handheld mics and get rid of those cords. So whoever was praying with me, I appreciate you praying, amen. Let's give God praise for that, amen. It makes a big difference when we can sing and minister without having to lug that cord around, amen. Genesis chapter 32. Pastor Marshall and his beautiful wife, Sharice, are going to be with us just Sunday morning. They are actually, people, you don't realize, people love us here from the home church. They always want to come to Texas. And he just called me and said, we're, we're just going to get out of town for a few days. We just want to, you know, they're just getting out of town for, as a couple just to get some little few days of R&R. But he said, I'm going to be, you know, in, that, in the area look, visiting my uncle. And so I said, come preach for a Sunday morning. They're going to be leaving out after service Sunday morning. Um, we're only going to see him Sunday morning as well, but he's going to bring a great word. I said, let's be believing Sunday morning for some miracles. Let's be believe for some signs and wonders. How many will believe with me for Sunday morning to see some miracles in this place? Amen. Praise God. We need to still contend for miracles. And Pastor Marshall is, is greatly used. We, we've seen many, many miracles in this church when he has come, and I've seen many miracles over the years. He has a powerful miracle himself. If you all remember, he got saved because he got healed. I don't know if you guys remember that testimony, but he is a fireball. Amen. And he is a mighty man of God. He honestly is one of the people I most respect in my life because of the things he's been through. He has been through so much that people don't even know looking at him. And he's lost a lot of things, lost a lot of people in his life. It's very difficult loss, but he's been doing breakaway for like 20 years and he's been in the home church for 25 years and he is so faithful to that church. He has a great marriage and a great wife and uh, we're going to be blessed to have him here. So let's be believing Friday night. I am determined. I think I'm still a little hot. I am determined to have a prayer meeting, whether it's by myself or whether it's with 10 or 15 or by myself or whether it's with 10 or 15 or by myself. I am determined to have a prayer meeting. So I will be here at 9 o'clock. Because you know what? As we begin to read tonight, I am determined to see a move of God. I want to see a move of God. I don't want to just come to church and go through the motions. I want to see God move. So whether you are or not, whether you want to or not, I am determined tonight to continue to contend for God to move in our church. Move in our lives and move in our families. Genesis chapter 32, we're going to read in just a second, wrestling with God. Has anybody ever woke up at your house, sleeping at night, and wrestled with God? Let me see your hand. You might not have recognized that you did, but it happens more 
then you realize maybe, and I'm not talking about waking up in the middle of the night with a dry throat or waking up in the middle of the night and being hungry or waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or waking up in the middle of the night where you just can't sleep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about waking up and knowing that God is wrestling with you and he wants to talk to you and something's going on somewhere. I, I will never be able to explain it. Sometimes God says, okay, pray for this or this is going on or maybe you're going through something. But there, there's times when I'm not going through anything, when I'm not dealing with anything, when I don't have anything on my mind and God will wake me up. This morning it was like three or four, I think it was four o'clock in the morning and I, and I was wrestling in my spirit, not with anything in particular. But I felt something, there was a wrestling in my spirit, and I got up, and, and I went downstairs, and you, you don't, it's dark, it's dark outside, it's dark inside, and you just walk around, and I just began to pray, so I prayed for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, and just prayed, didn't know what I was praying for, amen, but I was wrestling in the spirit, and I believe always that when I do that, I'm praying for somebody, praying for some situation, maybe I'm praying for something happening at that very moment. Maybe I'm praying for something that's going to happen today. Maybe I'm praying for something that happened yesterday. We don't even need to know what it is, but I wrestle with God. I pray, I pray with God. I spend time until he puts me back to sleep. Amen? And we need to be sensitive to that and understand that God wants to speak to us, and he wants us to wrestle in the Spirit. And he wants us to be available. How many want to be available when God calls on you for him to use you in a situation? He's looking for people that won't go, oh, I'm too tired, I have to go back to sleep. Amen. You can rest when you get to heaven. Get up and pray and seek God. And sometimes, like I said, you're not going to know what you're praying for. But I thank God for whatever I prayed for that victory came. Genesis 32. We're going to read this. This is in the Bible. Verse 22. Jacob wrestles with God. And it says he arose that night and took his two wives. Now we know, thank God, that's not today. That starts off real weird. Amen. His two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, sent them over what he, uh, sent over what he had. And then it says in verse 24, Jacob was left alone. I want you to underline that tonight. Jacob was left alone. You need to realize a lot of times as believers, we look at being alone. Now, I'm not talking about spending time by yourself or you sitting alone or that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying where God will leave us alone, where we feel like we're all by ourselves. And he does it for a purpose. And sometimes he wants to get our attention Sometimes he wants to spend time with us. Sometimes he wants to teach us something. There's all kinds of different ways that that can happen. But here we see Jacob left alone. And as he's left alone, verse 24, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now, in, the, in, in my Bible, and I don't know what yours says, man is capital M. There is no specific knowledge that anybody can say for sure who this man was. Some could say he wrestled with an angel. Some could say that it was God himself. Uh, I would even say that it could have been Jesus because of the fact that it was a capital M. It wasn't just a man, which would an angel would have been probably, you know, small case M. But it could have been Jesus. It doesn't matter who it was. It was definitely God or an angel. 
But he wrestled with this spirit. It was a man, but was a spirit. And it says, verse 25, Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. This, this man that was a spiritual being that was wrestling with Jacob saw something in Jacob called determination. Determination, because he says right there, he could not prevail against him. And so he had to do something to him to humble him. How many know that when you begin to see God move in your life, it's easy. We talked about that Sunday to become prideful. Pride is the anointing killer. Pride is the fruit killer in your life. If you'll stay humble, God will use you. If you get prideful, God will put you down. It's better to be exalted by God than to be humbled by God. Amen? It's better to humble yourself and let God exalt you. And so we walk in humility. And Jacob, or God, this man knew Jacob, might have bragged and gone and talked about how he wrestled with God and beat him. And so he had to mess his hip up and, and, and remind him who, that, who he was and that if he wanted to, he could have just broke him in half. Right? God always needs to, how many know we need to remind it? God is still God. He loves us and we love him, but he's a big God and we need to respect him and honor him and love him. So he says, this angel, this man, this possibly Jesus says, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not. Now watch this, determination. I will not let you go unless you bless me. I want that to soak into your spirit tonight. How do you look at your spiritual walk? I know that in a lot of areas, in job and business and fitness and, and whatever, hobbies, we're pretty determined people. We want something, we're going to get it. If we want to do something, we're going to do it. How many know we should never be more determined to do things in our lives than we're more determined to be, than we are determined to do things for God? Never. And this man, Jacob, he says, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not. There's a determination in him that says, I am going to get what I want. Now, how many know if you have that determination in God, it's even greater than having that determination in anything physical? Because determination's good in anything. Unless you're determined to sin. Then that's not good. Amen? But in most things, being determined is a good thing. And so if you're, if you're putting God first and you're saying, I seek first the kingdom of God, Jacob, God knew Jacob's heart and he's saying, I'm determined that I'm going to get a blessing or I'm not letting you go. You need to understand maybe the battle you're fighting tonight, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, maritally, whatever it is, maybe you're fighting a battle and you have not determined in your spirit that you're not going to lose. You have not determined in your spirit that I'm not going to quit. Let's just stop and go back to our walk. How many know that if you're determined to do something, or if you have a, a vision, Paul said, I, I have fought the good fight, I have ran the race. How many know that we need to remember the ultimate goal that we have tonight is to get to heaven? Amen. Don't ever get worldly minded that you forget our ultimate goal is to spend eternity in heaven. So that is the finish line. And in our walks with God, we need a little bit more determination, I think. We need a little bit more tenacity. We need a little bit more uh, spirit that says, I got, I got the guts to say nothing is going to keep me from finishing the finish, crossing the finish line and making it to heaven. 
How many know we have a great adversary tonight who does not want us to make it to heaven? He does not want us to spend eternity with God. And so as long as we're on this earth, we're going to have battles. We're going to have fights. We're going to have angel, demonic spirits coming against the angels that are fighting for us. And you need to get in your spirit as a believer. This is a good Wednesday night message on a midweek get up charged up service where you say, I am determined to serve God. And I'm going to talk about some other stuff tonight. So he says, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. Then verse 27 says, he says to him, what is your name? Now, I always love it when the Bible does that. How many know God knew his name? What he's looking for, whenever God asks you, what are you doing? What's he doing? He's asking you for a confession. Whenever he says, hey, remember when, he, remember when Adam failed with Eve? And they're walking through the garden trying to get away from him, get out of his presence, covered by fig leaves. And the Bible says in the cool of the day, God was walking through and he said, Adam, where are you at? Do you really think God did not know where Adam was? What he was looking for was Adam to say, here I am, God. Here I am. So when you're wrestling with God, the first thing you always need to do is confess. Anything that's in your life. How many know when you, we talked Sunday morning about the presence of God. When you're in the presence of God, what did, what did, what did Isaiah do? He said, I am a man of unclean lips. He began to repent. He began to confess. I'm not worthy to be standing in your presence. He told Moses at the burning bush that we talked about, he said, take off your shoes because this is holy ground. And so whenever you're wrestling with God, you're not going to win the battle until you understand that you need to confess your sins. You need to open up to God and be real with God. Because you can't fool God. God knows everything. And if he's asking you a question, it is a trick question, but he wants a correct answer. What's your name? I am Jacob, he says. And he says, watch this, because he confessed. Now, most of you know from a message not too long ago, one of our evangelists came in and preached that Jacob's name means con man. That's what the name of Jacob meant. And so he says, what is your name? And so Jacob says, I, my name is, he says, my name is Jacob. And watch what he says in verse 28. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, watch this, and have prevailed. How many want to prevail with God tonight? Amen? You have struggled with God and with men. Now that doesn't mean that he defeated God. It means he, he, he beat the test. It means he won the battle spiritually of the test that God was putting him through as he was wrestling. This was a physical wrestling, but today the Bible says we don't battle flesh and blood. And so our battle isn't flesh. When I got up last night and was wrestling with whatever it was, it wasn't a physical thing, it was a spiritual thing. Quicker you get to the spirit, the quicker you get the victory. So he says, your name's not going to be Jacob anymore, it's going to be Israel because you wrestled with God and prevailed Meaning you've passed the test. And then it says in 29, Jacob says, well, what's your name? He wanted to know who he was wrestling with. He says, what's your name, I pray? And he said, what is it that you ask about 
my name. And again, capital M. And he blessed him there. And verse 30 says, so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Amen. I am determined. Go to Romans chapter 12 if you would. I am determined tonight to serve God. I am determined tonight to finish the race. I am determined tonight to be healed. I am determined tonight to speak life over people and not death. I'm going to tell you some things tonight as we go through the next few minutes, short minutes, about some things you need and I need and we need to be determined on. We need to be determined to do the will of God. Amen. We need to be determined that when I wake up in the morning, it's going to be a good day. When I wake up in the morning, it's a God day. It doesn't matter what my bank account says, how I feel, what work says, what I'm going through. I'm a child of God. And when I wake up, I can determine in my spirit, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a victorious day. I'm going to have an awesome day. And that's not some, you can be a champion statement. That's an attitude of faith that God says, I know who I am in God. And I'm determined to live a godly life. I'm determined to live a happy life. I'm determined to live a peaceful life, amen? You can put all kinds of blanks in there. If I don't mention one tonight that you, that you think of, write it down. I went over some things that I thought of, and there's just a, there's thousands you could write down, but I, I went over some, and I thought, I want to finish the race. I'm determined to get to heaven. Now, as we go forth in this, you've heard me say this a million times. You better have a relationship with God for yourself. This is you and God. How many know when it comes to determination, you can't expect somebody else to be determined the way you are. You can't expect someone else to love the way you love. You can't expect someone else to do things the way you do them. This is, this is you and God. And if somebody else around you follows, praise the Lord. But you need to have an attitude tonight. I am determined to serve God. Too many people, and y'all know somebody, all of us know somebody or somebodies, who live their Christian life depending on how everybody else is doing. If everybody else is in revival, then they're in revival. If everybody else is backsliding, then they're backsliding. If everybody else is falling, then they're falling. They're just, they're just always doing what everybody else is doing. But how many know God has called us to be different? He's called us to be determined and to say, hey, I am determined. I am determined. That's why I said, didn't say we are determined. It says, I am determined to finish the race. I'm determined to be healed in my body if I need healing. I'm determined to speak life, listen over people, and not speak death. That's a decision. When Stephen was preaching in the book of Acts 7, you don't have to go there, you remember the story, he was determined that he was going to preach the gospel even when they started picking up the stones. It wasn't just that he was preaching and then all of a sudden they began to pick up stones and he changed his course. Matter of fact, I believe Stephen probably got more determined when he began to see those stones get picked up because he figured out, hey, there's only two ways out of this place. 
One is, I go out like a coward, and I turn around and I stop preaching Jesus, and I deny the Lord, or I keep preaching Jesus, and I go to heaven. And he chose the right path. He was determined, even when they began to pick up those stones, Stephen was determined to say what God put in his heart, even when they began to throw the stones. Stephen, the Bible says, preached all the way till his last breath. And even while he was preaching, he was so determined to be godly that he was saying, God, forgive them as they're killing him with stones. I know no one in here has ever been stoned to death, thank God. But I can't imagine that's too fun. That takes some serious determination. I am determined, listen, to do something for God. I hope, I hope you're thinking of these things I'm saying. I hope you're writing some down. I hope you're writing some things down on your own. I hope that you're getting pricked in your spirit tonight, that your determination is greater than your situation. That your determination is greater than your situation. It's bigger. There's a bigger picture tonight. I'm determined tonight to be reconciled to anybody in my life that is not in my life the right way that I can control. I'm determined to be a peacemaker. I'm determined, as Hebrews says, says to live in peace with all men as it is possible. I'm determined to be a person that makes peace. I'm determined tonight to be delivered or set free of any chain that might be on my life. How I many know that a drug addict, an alcoholic, a, an abusive person, somebody who has any kind of addiction, sexual, mental, any kind of a stronghold in their life of alcohol or cigarettes or perversion or, or anger or unforgiveness or gossip or spirits of darkness of any kind, they have to be determined if they're going to be set free. Because Jesus, the Bible says in the word that whom the Son has set free is free indeed. But after you've been set free, you have to walk out that freedom. And so if you have a problem with cigarettes and you get delivered from cigarettes and you stop smoking cigarettes, that's, that taste and that smell might still bother you. Somebody get around you and smoke. You have to be determined to get away from that smoke. If you've been somebody who battled alcohol, and you quit drinking. Listen, I'm not saying God can't deliver it to where you hate alcohol. I hope he does. Sometimes he doesn't. And there's still a battle there. And you have to be determined. I'm not going to drink alcohol ever again. I'm going to get what I'm saying. I'm determined to do these things. Doubt sees the obstacles. Faith sees the way. Doubt sees the darkest night. Faith sees the day. Doubt dreads to take a step. Faith soars high. Doubt questions who believes. And faith answers I. That's determination. I didn't write that by the way. Amen. That's just a poem. Daniel in the Bible. And I could go through from Genesis to all the revelation. I could do a series and preach six months on this. Of all the people in the Bible who did something for God. Because they were determined. Nobody does anything for God by chance. If you're here and you're just going to go through the motions till you get to heaven, you might make it, but you're not going to have much of a crown. How many want to have a crown when you get to heaven? Amen. We're working for something eternal. And so to do something great for God, you're going to have to be determined. Daniel was determined 
that in, in Daniel chapter 2 and 1 and 3, in those first couple chapters, when he cl- claimed the Daniel fast, and, and they were eating meat, and at that time it was not good to eat meat, he was determined that he would not defile himself with the food habits of the other people. Now, that's not really important that it was food. It was that he was saying, I'm not like these people. Today in the Christian world, it's a fact that the world, sorry, the church, is more like the world than the world is like the church. That's not good. We need to be separate. We need to make a choice and be determined that I might be in a public school where they're passing out pills. I might be in a public school where, as you saw today on the news, a kid runs through and stabs 20 people with a sword or a knife or whatever he had. I'm, I'm going to be in a public school where, where I'm around some bad influences, but for you teenagers and young people and people that are in school and those of you that are in work places, you are going to determine in your mind that you are not going to defile yourself with this world. You're going to be different. It's a determination. How many know that when you begin to be determined about something, something begins to happen? And when something begins to happen, it's in the direction of something good. But before you get to the good, there's going to be some bad. Amen. How many got that? So when you make a decision, this is why so many people don't really overcome for Jesus. This is why so many people don't really walk in victory. 90% of the time. This is why, because there's no determination in them. They get knocked down a couple times and they just quit. But you're not going to see these kind of people in the Bible. You're not going to see overcomers in Christ, people that are quitters. You're going to see people who are determined to do their part. To do their part. We know that God's already walked this out for us. But we don't just sail in. We got to do our part. So I'm determined tonight, listen, to walk in victory. How many are determined to walk in victory? Not in defeat, in victory. I'm determined to make every situation where I'm, in, I'm victorious in. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm determined to walk, watch this, in joy. You need to determine in the morning, every day when you wake up, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy, happy, happy. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Happy people. And you know what? You can be happy in the midst of problems if you determine to be. You can be miserable in the midst of blessings if you determine to be. Is that true or not? Determination. I am determined to have a great marriage. I'm determined to be a good husband. That's a decision. You need to wake up in the morning and be determined to be a good husband, to be a good wife, to be a good father, to be a good mother. That's a determined choice every day. I'm determined to have a great marriage. And notice I didn't say I'm determined to be happy sometimes. I'm, I didn't say I'm determined to walk or to win, a, a, uh, to win every once in a while. I didn't say I'm determined to have a good marriage. See, I hope you all are paying attention to my vocabulary tonight. I said I'm determined to walk in victory. I'm determined to walk in joy. And I'm determined to have a great marriage. Not a good one. Now, I cannot determine for her 
if she wants to have a great marriage. I cannot determine for my daughters if they want to have a great relationship with me. I cannot determine for you if you want to have a great walk with God. I'm only up here motivating you, preaching to you, and encouraging you, but only you can make the choice for yourself if you are determined to serve God to the fullest capacity. Let's go to Romans 12 real quick. Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read quite a few verses here, so get your Bible open and look at it with me. I was reading this, and this was a great chapter with so much in it for what I'm talking about tonight. Because Paul is talking here, and he's basically saying how we need to live. And he starts off with, when I first got saved, I learned to do this in my spirit every day. Verse 1, he says, I beseech you, brethren, to, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You know what that means? That means that's the least we can do. But two is what I really wanted to focus on. This is the thing I, I learned to teach myself. I was determined to teach myself this, was do not be conformed. To this world. I, that we can stop there and preach six months of series. Do not be conformed to this world. This world will try to conform you. And mold you. And make you to who, you want to, who it wants you to be. But you got to say no. I'm not of this world. But he says but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, as you are reading that, underline that, renewing of your mind. Why? Because everything I've said to this point for the last however many minutes is 102% to do with your mind. Totally. It's a decision to have a great marriage. It's a decision to be joyful. It's a decision to live a victorious life. It's a decision to do something for God. It's a decision to be healed. Y'all following me? The power to be healed is over there, already there. It's a decision to believe. It's a decision to speak life over people and not death. Okay? How many are following me? So this mind thing is really important. He says, don't be conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now let's read through. For I say through the grace given to me, everyone who's among you, now just really pay attention to these, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And for you that say measure, there you go. For as we have many members in one body, but all members don't have the same function, we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let, it, let us use our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, who he exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. How many know that you have to be determined to first figure out what your gift is 
And then you have to be determined to walk in it and not try to walk in a gift that you don't have. Amen. Go with me. Verse 9. For the next few verses here, I want you to just mirror yourself. I want you to speak to yourself. I don't want you in any way to be thinking about anybody else in your life that needs to hear this. I want you to listen to this for your own personal walk and you to be determined to live like this. Verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. It means stay away from it and cling to what is good. That's a daily choice. Look at me real quick. That's a daily choice. To choose to, to uh, grab the good, push out the bad. That is not just in the world and the devil and God. That is in your wife, in your husband, in your sister, in your brother, in your kids, in your co-workers. You have to choose to see the good and push out the bad. Amen. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Don't get tired on me. This is where it gets good. Bless those who persecute you. Ouch. That takes some determination. That's not easy. Bless those who persecute you. I was picking up Desi today and I got flipped off at the stop sign. God bless you, I said. Huh, Desi? So I said, God bless you. I did honk at her, though. But it was after she sat there for like 30 seconds and wasn't going. And it was a nice honk. Right, Desi? It wasn't a mean honk. There was the hand. I said, God bless you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. She lost that one. Rejoice. Watch. This is key. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. That's a determination. I hear somebody gets a victory. I hear somebody gets a job. I hear somebody gets a blessing. It's a determination to rejoice with them. And not be jealous. Or not say, why not me? Or... Whatever. It's a determination to not even go there. Say, God bless you. Thank God. Praise God. And be happy for them as if it was for me. I hear somebody had some bad news. Man, I weep with them. I, I'm sad with them. I determine in my spirit to act like that's my brother, my sister. That bothers me. That's a determination. We'll close up. Be of the same mind toward one another. Don't set your mind on high things. Oh, but associate with the humble. Preachers around the world need to hear that. Come on, say amen. amen. These people who have bodyguards and can't talk to nobody. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Man, what a good chapter, huh? This is all in one book. One chapter. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Right, underline that, would you? This is again, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. This is again a determination to say, I'm going to find the good in the people around me. We're always going to find bad. There's, bad will always be there. 
And sometimes bad will be more. Sometimes you have to get a magnifying glass out and really look to find something good. But once you find that good thing, focus on it. Talk about it. Tell people how good that person is at that. If it's possible, sorry, I said Hebrews earlier, this was in Romans. As much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, don't avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it's written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. As we're closing up, you've heard me say this before, and I want to say it again tonight out of Romans 12. Right will come out right. Always. How many believe that? You're in a situation ever. If you're ever in a situation and it's not right, it doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem like you're getting the, it seems like you're getting the short end of the stick, remember always that right will eventually come out right. It will eventually come out. Amen? Just give it to God. Don't try to fix it yourself. Let's close. 20 and 21. Therefore, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. Wait, did that say if your wife's hungry? Who does it say to feed? Your enemy? Feed him? Doesn't say poison. If your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will reap, heap coals of fire on his head. And finally, do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. Man, what a good chapter. We could probably read that chapter every day before we go out of the house and have a good day. That might be a good thing, amen? And start with number one and two. Don't conform to this world and be transformed. I used to stick my, I still do it a lot, stick my hand on my head and say, God, transform my mind. Give me the mind of Christ. Lord, let me think good things. Don't let me think bad things. Win that mind battle. We'll close up tonight. I am determined to be positive and not negative. I am determined to defeat the devil. I am determined to walk in the spirit. How many are following this tonight? Determination is a choice. I am determined to do these things. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were fighting in, in the book of Daniel, and fighting the, the, the idols and, and Nebuchadnezzar saying, bow to the idols. Those men did not. They were determined in their spirit that they would not bow down to those idols. And man, church, put yourself in their shoes. They knew that it wasn't just a slap on the hand or they're not going to be liked or you might get shunned in the, in the community. Their, their punishment was a furnace of hot fire to be burned alive. And then when Nebuchadnezzar found out, they had the chance. He said, hey, I'm going to let y'all go. I'm sure you didn't mean that. Let me give you a second chance. And they said, hey, if it's God's will for us to die, we're going to die. If it's God's will to save us, he can save us. But we are determined. We are not going to serve your God. So you can just throw us in there right now. And when they did that, he threw it up seven times hotter. And they were still determined to stand for God. 
Musicians, you can come. I am determined, don't close me off though, to help other people. To help other people. Do you realize every day, church, that if you make a mental choice to help somebody, I'm not just talking about changing a tire or buying somebody gas, whatever. I'm talking about a decision to help people. Did you know that sometimes, Pastor did a, Andrews did a great example on Sunday night when he was talking about that example of the, way, of the, 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 the pastor or it was a Christian or somebody in line at, at, the, at the restaurant that the girl had been being abused by people all, all night, being mean to them with the orders. And that guy got up there and said, I'm going to treat you good. Don't worry, I'm not going to be mean to you. You know, if we do the little things every day at the store, at the gas station, you know, you, you walk in. How many know when you walk into a bank or a store or a place and you say, hey, how you doing? And their answer is not, oh, I'm having a good day. Thanks. If that's not their answer, they're probably not having a good day. If their answer is, uh, you could say the smallest little thing and make a difference in their life. You can change their day by just saying something nice to them. So I'm determined. No, notice that all these things I'm saying are, I'm not saying we're going to be perfect in it, but I'm determined to help other people. I'm determined, this, this I'm determined more than just about anything. I'm determined to fulfill God's call on my life. How many believe you have a call on your life tonight? I hope everybody raised their hand. You do. You might not know it, but you do. Now everybody's is the same, but you have a call. And you need to be determined to fulfill the call. Because what did God say that the words were we want to hear? Enter in, good and faithful servant. Enter in, good and faithful servant. So I'm determined to fulfill God's call in my life. And two more, I'm determined to make a difference. I'm determined that my life would make a difference. How many want to end your life someday and know that you made a difference that you made a difference and not a difference like in charity like the world does so they can have a plaque but a difference that's eternal which leads me into my last one I'm determined to affect other people's lives for Jesus and be that example to them so I've just wrote down things today that as I was closing this message up that I wanted to be determined on it. It's just some examples. But I hope that for homework tonight, you'd think about some things that you are determined to do that you don't normally do. Some things that you don't normally say. That you'd be determined to do these things and walk in that determination to make a difference in people's lives. And, and, and know that God has good things for us. Big things for us. Awesome things for us. And so like I said in the very beginning, I am determined to see a move of God. And I believe that if we will work on all these things, if we will read Romans chapter 12, if we'll learn to wrestle with God, and we'll read Romans chapter 12, and we'll say, God, help me live this life right here. Help me be like this. As all of us together as a body doing our individual part in our walk, I believe revival will come. Amen. I believe corporate revival will come. Because I got news for you. I'm going to have revival. With or without you. You can have a personal revival. Amen. Or you can let other people affect your walk. 
and let other people affect your revival. I can have revival. You can have revival all by yourself. You can say, hey, are you enjoying the revival? And someone can say, what revival? And say, oh, I, didn't know, I thought you knew. I'm having revival. I, well, how, when did revival start? Well, I've been in revival for three months. Just all by yourself. How, how many believe that? You can have a personal revival. If everybody comes together and wants revival personally, it brings corporate revival. Signs and wonders happen. Miracles happen. Families come in and get saved like they did Sunday. People begin to come in off the street that need help. People begin to get set free. Ministries begin to start again. Life changes. There's growth. There's happiness. Revival happens. I'm determined for it. Father, you are too. You are determined to see a move of God 